You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, it's a race against time. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 30 of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Sunday, not Sunday, Wednesday evening? You're really struggling today, aren't you? <laughs> well, you know, there's just stuff going on in the real life, and I decided that uh, stay-at-home son sounds like a great job for me. You know what? That, that's that's a great that's a great idea. I like that. But uh, I'm doing all right today. I can't really complain. I know you're you're going through your your just struggles of being an adult. So uh, you know, I, I feel for you, but I, I'm doing all right at least. Yeah, you know, work wasn't bad. Um, I was there for eight hours, and I had about fifteen minutes of work to actually do. So it's always fun. Uh, you know, I'm transitioning positions. Uh, you know, Monday. So Friday's my last day, and I've just been dotting the I's and crossing the T's, and everything is basically done. So I've did you know a lot of twiddling of thumbs at work today but uh the roommate came out this morning and realized oh the spot under mike's car is still wet i know it was raining two days ago but it wasn't raining last night so i got a little coolant leakage with my car and then as we're trying to figure that out the front headlight goes out so you know things are just going swimmingly over here and uh, it just seems to happen that anytime I'm finally getting in that groove, really racking up some dough, something like this comes in and it's like, all right, I'll steal all, all your money. So it, I don't know why, but like, like that, that type of shit, like, you know, it, it all comes like, like it's when it rains, it pours really like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm making cool. And all oh, there goes my headlight. You know, I, I've, I've had my Jeep for seven years six years ever was never had had to replace headlights at, like light at all um so just like you know ha- have that type of shit come up literally all at the same time but like that's just just kicking the deck yeah and uh like the day of when i was coming home for christmas break my tire went flat so in the span <laughs> of like three four weeks flat tire uh, coolant leakage and the headlight. So it's been Riddle. fantastic. I've been loving it. But on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, going to be talking about the Bolts and their prospect pool, little game review, game preview. Then we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And on the other side, talking CHL deadline moves, Sportsnet highlighting some of their potential trade deadline options. So it's going to be a good show. It's going to be somewhat of a quick show, Race Against Time, because my computer is at 32%. And I'm kind of, you know, too lazy to get the charger. And I've got other stuff to do, and it's already late. So, you know, it's just whatever. But let's first start with the Athletic ranking Tampa as the number 31st prospect pool in the entire league. 
Yeah, so in case you don't know, there's um, 30, 32 teams in the NHL, if that's that's news to some of you maybe. I don't know. But Tampa is 31, and it's really not surprising to see them at that number. kind of thought maybe they'd be 32 even, but the Avalanche have really nothing going on. You know, there's some there's some solid young options guys that, you know, may, maybe they can be something down the road, but nobody that's looked at it, you know, as some kind of high in asset. Whereas us, you know, at least we have like an Isaac Howard who struggling a little bit this freshman year, but he's still, you know, a strong talent led that um, US NTDP team of scoring last year. So it's, it's not a star set group that we have, but it kind of happens when, you know, you go to three cups in a row, win two of them, you're, you're trading first round picks, you're trading prospects, you're, you're trading all these things in order to get to that point. So it's nothing unsurprising. It's nothing to do with you know, bad asset management or bad drafting. It's just kind of, you know, the way things go. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit surprised they're not above the likes of like Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh for the longest time have continued to try to keep the window open with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, and they haven't really been taking a lot of picks in the draft. So uh, surprised that we're below them when we have a first rounder in the system in, uh, in Isaac Howard. Yeah, just the only thing is like it's – Outside of him, I'm sure Nick Perbix isn't really counting, you know, along that among that list anymore. But like, there's there's really nothing else. There there's some real long shots, but like it's it's pretty much just Isaac Howard. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about our little game review game preview. We had one game to look back on, and it was quite the game as the Tampa Bay Lightning take down the Columbus Blue Jackets six to three. Yeah, good win. I mean, it's. It's tough for Columbus because it's it's just it's just a horrible roster, really. I, I don't know what Johnny Gaudreau signed up for, but he signed up for a bad roster and signed up for a bad team and a struggling team. He must just know that they're going to rig the draft lottery for Connor Bedard. But six three win kind of dominated them in every asset or aspect, excuse me. And something to note here, um, you might not know Johnny Gaudreau like a ton out there. He obviously still played, but. He's kind of getting benched uh, slowly but surely by by the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're not, you know, too happy with this play. He only played, you know, 14 and a half minutes or so. I was just reading earlier um, today that it's kind of been a trend that he's just not looking very good recently. So they're, they're just kind of sick of it and trying to give him a little bit of a wake-up call. So another pointless game in this outing. You know, if that continues, maybe his ice time shrinks even more and more. Wow, that would be crazy. I mean, we, we knew the saga of... Patrick Line and the Columbus Blue Jackets, but that was when Torch was still here, was it not? Yes, it was. So different regime, but still not favoring some of the more talented players on their roster. We see Jack Roslovic picking up 17 minutes of ice time while uh, Gaudreau's down at 14. Very interesting. Roslovic, good little player though. Yeah, I mean he's he's not bad by any means. Like he's still you know I, I got a good player for the team, but it's not really what. Well, you you know not, nothing compared to Johnny Gaudreau, right? But you know, do got to point out in this game, we, we talked about him going into the into the game. Crow Marchenko just rolling still, nine goals for seventeen games, still no assists. It, guy's just a pure goal scorer, and so it's not even like that surprising. But he's his, his hot start just continuing, so at least there's a little bit of of life there for Columbus. You know, between him, you know, they they do still have um, Johnny Gaudreau that they can hope kind of figures it out. Ken Johnson's a great young talent. You know, hopefully he can figure it out. You got Patrick Line, you got those defensemen. So once this team gets healthy, once this team gets, you know, an influx of talent with, you know, potentially, I would guess is what's going to be a top three pick this year, whether it's Connor Bedard, whether it's Adam Fantilli, 
whether it's whoever they decide to go with between Mishkov or, or Leo Carlson, I think it'll be, you know, one of those guys coming, coming in that'll really help elevate the team. And I don't think they're too far off from at least being a playoff competitive team, maybe not like a cup contender, but just a couple young pieces in and they'll be much better than they, much better than they are now just in a year or two. For sure. And we talked about how Columbus didn't really have the best goaltending. Uh, I got to say Elvis Merzlikens, even though he comes out with an eight, seven, Oh, save percentage, a, Decent, respectable game from him. I mean, Tampa absolutely peppered the hell out of him. They were all over the Blue Jackets, 46 shots. They were three for four on the power play. But overall, letting in six on 46 from a guy who was struggling heavily during the season regardless, I thought it was a respectable game from him. Yeah, you know, he's doing all that he can. Like, the team's just playing so bad for him, and yeah, his year is not great, but... It's, it's just he he's doing what he can. Sometimes, you know, you, you do what you can and it becomes too much and you break down. And that's kind of what's happened for him. All right, let's now look at our next game. This is on Thursday night, Tampa Bay versus Vancouver. Vancouver has not looked great up to this point, and it's kind of shocking. You know, as of two, three years ago when Elias Pettersson came in, had his rookie year, Brock Besser was looking good. Uh, we thought this team could have been something, obviously Quinn Hughes, but as of now – they are not looking like a playoff team in the West. No, it's it really is strange because you know Thatcher Demko he looks so great in those playoffs. Um, what however many years ago it was now, and right now like he, he's kind of terrible. It, it's just really not going his way. And um, Spencer Martin, I believe was his name, yeah, Spencer Martin. He kind of took over starting duties there in Vancouver. Um, he's got a positive record, but like his numbers are still atrocious as well. Like it's just. It's just very disappointing, um, you know, where, for where they thought the team was going to progress. It hasn't really happened. They have, you know, the Elias Pettersons. They have the Quinn Hughes of the world. And, I mean, even JT Miller, even though it, it seems like he hates it there and wants that out and fans are kind of tired of him, like he's still still putting up, you know, good numbers. And Bo Horvat's having a, a great year. But just defensively, they're just getting hammered game in and game out, and they're just really not competing. So I would expect a pretty decent blow-up of this team. See what thing what they can get for Horvath. See what they can get for OEL if they can get anything like those types of older guys. And they're gonna kind of have to go through a bit of a rebuild again. It's kind of crazy to see the goaltending comparison between Martin and Demko. Their numbers are so similar when you look at goals against and save percentage, but the record is just skewed tremendously. And you know we talk about it when we're playing NHL franchises. How for some reason our teams like to play better in front of you know this goalie compared to this one, and it looks like that could be the case here in Vancouver as Spencer Martin like more than double Demko's wins. But when you look at their stats overall, very similar. Yeah, and you know that that's a very real thing. Even when I played hockey, uh, I'm not going to say what team this is on. I'm not going to call say any names, obviously, but. You know, we, we had two goalies on this one team, and the better goalie, like, I, I don't know why, but it, we, we just didn't play as well in front of him, where the worst goalie, I mean, like, he like he definitely was the worst goalie of the two, and we had more wins with him. I, it just it's just kind of how things happen. I, for whatever reason, I don't know. Maybe it's like, maybe we felt we needed to play better defensively. Uh, maybe we felt more comfortable with a better goalie, and I don't know. But it does just kind of happen sometimes. I was going to say, is that a thing where players will – play a little bit more reckless when it comes to, you know, just going full offense when you are more confident in the guy behind you? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a thing that happens. Me, at least personally, my game stayed the same no matter what. I didn't really change up. And there's plenty of guys that are that way, but there's also plenty of guys who do change up their game. They're like, 
all right, I don't have to backtrack as hard because there are better goalies and I can take a little, you know, a few more chances in the O zone because, you know, if we turn over the puck, our goalie will make a good save. I don't, you know, if I'm a defenseman, I can carry the puck up. Don't worry about someone to place me because our goalie can make the save. But at the end of the day, it's a very hard position to play goalie. Like you're, you're letting in goals almost every single game. You're not making every single save you, you encounter. So when you're playing that rec- that reckless, your odds are the goalie's going to face more shots and that's going to lead to more scoring chances. And Tampa peppered Columbus. I expect the same here in Vancouver. Hopefully a big win and one where the boys can really just put the puck past, whether it be Martin or Demko. Uh, this should be one of those teams where we're able to score on. Uh, speaking of teams we can score on, let's not talk about the St. Louis Blues as we have them on Saturday. This is a team that struggled a little bit when it comes to keeping the puck out of the net as well. Bennington not having the best season and uh, Tomas Grice having a little bit better when it comes to his numbers, but definitely not the starter when you look at, uh, you know, games played and everything. Yeah, things just aren't going well for St. Louis. They won the cup and kind of all fell, all fell apart. It really seems like just a Cinderella story that year and then everything else is back to reality. It's just another year where it seems like going to the ro- like a season, okay, this roster is maybe good enough to start seeing you in the playoffs and then things kind of happen and they, they just struggle. Um, I, I think they still have good chance to be maybe be a playoff team, but whoever they go against, like I, I just think they're going to get worked. Yeah, they, they, you know, they've got some great talents. They, like Jordan Cairo is a legitimate star in the NHL. He's going to keep trending that way. But really, it's just... It's just not a good like team, really. It's 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 not the right build. Or the, there's enough pieces in place, you know, between him and like Ryan O'Reilly, for example. They've got these right pieces there, but it just it doesn't like all fit well. So it, they they don't necessarily need to rebuild, but I think they need to do a retool and kind of adjust some things, maybe make a couple moves, see if it helps boost them. But in the meantime, I think we'll go against them, and get a pretty you know a competitive game. But I still, again, would be surprised if it's not a W. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for, and kind of a weird build like you were talking about. They got some younger players, they got some older players, and the whole pace of their game really hasn't meshed well. It's almost like they could use like a Tage Thompson or something, I don't know. Yeah, you know, maybe they could. Maybe they could. (laughs) All right, well, that's going to do it with the first half of the show. On the next half, we're going to be talking about some trade deadlines. We'll be right back. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any bet of your choice, and if it loses you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet the NFL playoffs anywhere else? The app is super easy to use, and my favorite part is making a little extra money with all those parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. If you have any sports betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. I was thinking about putting, actually I think I did put a parlay on all six playoff games this weekend. So Ooh. Uh, really hoping to cash out there, but if not, then... 
Uh, you know, that stinks. I, I still have a little bit left. Now, anyone who's been listening, you know, I'm not a huge uh, sports gambler. Chase, he tends to dabble in the DraftKings sportsbook a little bit more than I do. But I decided I'm going to put 20 bucks in, just whatever I make, cool. If I lose it all, you know, I'm, I'm done. And sure enough, one of my first bets was on the Heisman winner, nailed that. So still got a couple bucks in the in the uh, old account. So been spending that here and there and haven't gotten a win in a little bit, but hoping that this week we can get one. Yeah, that, that would definitely pre- be pretty nifty, eh? Um, it, it's always it's always fun get it, getting a sportsbook win because it, it's not not always the easiest thing. And when you're betting with smaller amounts, you know you feel like a chump just taking like minus one twenty odds. It's like here you can bet ten bucks to win like nine fifty. It's like yeah, no, let's, let's go big or go home. Let, let me make this ten leg parlay. It, so it, it's those usually don't hit very often. So when you do hit. Especially if, if I guess like a six lagger that you'll have right there, like that would be a really nice one. Yeah, I think the most surprising pick I have on this six leg parlay. Give me the Giants over the Vikings. The Vikings have not looked great as of recent. I think the Giants expose them. Even though I don't think either team is great, I think the Giants slightly edge them out. I agree. All right, Chase. Well, let's hop into some crazy CHL deadline moves. Uh, I know we're going to be talking about Shane Wright and a plethora of other players, so I'll just let you dive in. Yeah, so it it really was a wild day for these CHL trades. Um, you know, the Canadian Hockey League is consists or consists of three leagues: the Ontario Hockey League, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, and then the Western Hockey League. So these three leagues are, you know, considered the biggest feeders of talent to the to the NHL, and you see. A lot of NHL affiliated players, guys that have contracts and play in these leagues. So usually those players end up being the ones that are are trade at the deadline. Um, teams that you know they, they might be leaving from if it's an, if it's a, you know a 19 year old in their in their last year really if they're going to be there. The team's not really in a, in a playoff spot. They're going to trade them for a haul, and that's really what we saw. So keep in mind in the OHL you can't trade for a Trump picks rule. I, it's it's a weird rule. I, I just I don't agree with it, but that's beside the point. Um, you know, just have an idea of, of how these trades go. Shane Wright was traded from the Kitchener front next to the winter Spitfires. Um, so him in a conditional 14th round pick, can't, can't forget about the conditional 14th round pick in exchange for two players and seven draft selections. So those draft selections were a lot of, a lot of second rounders, you know, some third rounders, some conditional picks. So it, it's, it's just it's just those type of big moves. So first of all, starting off with that Shane Wright one, uh, it's going to go into a, a pretty strong team. The just Spitfires. It's going to help kind of bring him to the next level, hoping to kind of push for that Memorial Cup. Um, you know, I, I think it's a nice move. I think he's going to really benefit for him as well too, having this second half of the year um, back in Major Junior. Maybe he has a chance to win a championship too. That'd be pretty cool. So do you want to comment on, on that specifically at all, Mike? Or you want me to start ripping through a couple I mean, of the other I, ones? I'll let you start ripping after this quick comment. I don't know if Shane yeah. Wright's that good. I mean, I don't know if he helps Windsor. He's not, you know. Shut up, Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, you, you sound like every person on Twitter. <laughs> so Some people are smarter than others. That's all I'm saying. Thank you. Um, Appreciate that. <laughs> okay. But he, here's a fun one. Uh, a player that I really like. Big fan of his talent, Owen Zellweger, a gold medalist. Him and Ryan Hofer, they're heading from the Everett, Everett, Silver, Everett Silvertips, easy for me to say, to the Kamloops Blazers in return for four players, three first-round picks, uh, a couple second-rounders, third-rounders, fourth-rounders, and fifth-rounders. That's just 
massive. Just just absolutely crazy. But keep in mind for this one, Kamloops is the host city for this year's Memorial Cup. Um, that means they get an automatic bid no matter what. So whether they win the WHL or not, they get an automatic bid. So you're giving up these pieces in order to try to push for that Memorial Cup championship, which that's the trophy that every single player in Major Junior wants to win. So it's nothing you know too surprising by any means. Um, but a couple other other trades to mention. Um, Pavel Minchkov traded from the Saginaw Spirit. That one was a little weird. Um, ended up going to the Auto 67s. But Saginaw, they're a kind of young team. They have Michael Misa, the exceptional status kid, having a hell of a year. And Minchkov was the best defenseman in all of the CHL. Um, one of the best players, if not the best player in the OHL this year. And they were like 24-12 and 12 on the year, but they ended up moving them. I don't really understand, unless they really feel like they're just, they don't have a chance. And if so... I guess you get the haul that you can get, and that, that's fair. But a couple other names uh, mentioned. Yeah, so there, there's really a, f- a few NHL draft picks, like Logan Morrison is an NHL draft pick, Riley Kidney. Um, Bobby Orr was traded, not not the same Bobby Orr that played all those years ago, but Ethan Maestro, uh, Luca Belbelese, just kind of adding to this big, long, long list of names of guys that were traded. It was a really busy day. Uh, what felt like hundreds of draft picks were moved, but super exciting stuff. Yeah, very exciting. Anytime you can see a lot of moves and a lot of big moves at that, it's always excited, exciting to see that happen and then how it pans out for the rest of the year. I think we talked about it last year, Chase, but I figured I'd bring it up again. Are you a fan of the auto bid for the host city? So, no, I... There's no real answer. That's the problem. Um, I really don't like it, but I don't know what you do. I, I want there to be four teams. I like there being four teams. You know, back in the day, they had six, seven, eight teams sometimes. But, but four is a good number. It helps kind of keep a decent balance. But I, so I don't know what the real answer is. I don't know if you just take the top four teams in the CHL. I like that one team from each league is represented. So I'd like to keep that. Um, other than a, a host city, maybe you take one of the other Canadian leagues, one of the junior A leagues. So maybe you take someone from the BCHL or the AJHL. Maybe you take the winner of the RBC Cup, which that's the big championship that those junior A leagues do in Canada. But what what are the what are the odds they can compete in those games? Like they might be able to compete a little bit, but they're like they're not going to win. So there's no really like good answer, unfortunately. I, it's it just kind of is what it is. I would much rather than find something else, but like it is what it is. Yeah, and I mean it's just kind of annoying because. You get players that get traded to the host city, and I mean they're still going to bust their ass off when they when it comes to the actual tournament. But when it comes to teams trying to qualify for that tournament, these guys just get to sail right through. Like you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's tough. By the end of the day, uh, the, the these players, the league, they, they it is what it is. It's nothing that's unexpected. Like every team knows is getting that host city, and like it's kind of something they deal with. But it kind of. You know, fun story and slightly ridiculous story about all of this, too. Um, back when Windsor hosted it most recently, which it was a little while ago. Um, I don't exactly remember, but they had our own Mikhail Sergachev on their roster. And they were in the OHL playoffs, got eliminated first round. This is when Sergachev was still with the um, with the Montreal Canadiens, so he was still their prospect. And they got eliminated first round, but because they were the host city, they couldn't call him up when the season ended. When a major junior player's season ends, they can get called up to their NHL team if they're signed to a contract, be with them through playoffs. But he wasn't, his season wasn't over technically, so he couldn't be called up. So as the Canadians were making their playoff push, they couldn't call up this kid who was clearly ready for, for the NHL. But he did end up winning the Memorial Cup. So I, I guess, you know, there's something. Yeah. that Was that the year they went to the cop or no? 
No, no. When, no, when they no, went up no, to, no. to the cup, it was he was on Tampa. On yeah. Return. All right, well, let's go talk about Sportsnet as they have listed 20 impactful trade candidates within the NHL. Yeah, so I'm just going to kind of kind of list these names and obviously there's going to be players that we want, but it's not going to be easy to make, you know, the, the room maybe make them fit. So maybe, you know, uh, there's a couple guys we can try to push for. So what I'm going to do is list off these names and I'm going to ask you if if you had to choose one who would it be and then I'm going to list who I want as well. So John Klingberg, Jacob Chick run and why, why the hell is the rest is not loading? Okay. All right. Well, all right. I guess the website's not loading. Okay. There we go. Jeez. All right. So John Klingberg, Jacob Chick run, Shane Gossbear, Patrick Kane, John the Taves, Vladislav Gavrikov, Jesse Pugliarvi, Matt Dumba, Joel Edmondson, uh, Matthias Ekholm, James Van Riemsdyk, Ivan Provorov, Timo Meyer, Nick Benino, Eric Carlson, Vladimir Tarasenko, Ryan O'Reilly, and Bo Horvat. So, oh, and Brock Besser too. Sorry, I forgot to say him. But um, so there, you know, there's there's some names there. Um, what what do, what do you think? Is is there someone that really pops pops up to, like to you on that list that you think would be a good fit that you'd really want? I mean, I'm not sure any of these are you know super possible for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, maybe a name here or two, but. If I can just pick anyone, I mean, I'm I'm cool to get Patrick Kane on yeah. the same offense as Tampa. Well, yeah, that would be awesome. And if I could choose anybody, that, that absolutely would be my pick too. So we'll do that. Um, like the one just dream, and then the one kind of like maybe more realistic one. Like, what what do you think more realistically would, would fit? Uh, I think Bo Horvat could fit. Um, I feel like I saw someone up further too. I feel like Gavrikov, we could bring him over and he could. Yeah. Play. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, it, it's kind of between three names for me. I'm going to choose um, one of them, but I, I would like Gavrikov. I'd like Matt Dumba. I think if I can make that work too. But the one that sticks out to me the most would be if we can find a spot for Jesse Pugliarvi. Um, he's cheap enough where you could really make that deal, make it happen. And we saw what we did with Nick Paul. I, yeah. I Why can't we do it with Jesse Pugliarvi? A guy who's got more talent, uh, more pure talent. He was, he was a, fourth overall pick for a reason like he's he's just a good hockey player i really you know i would really like to see what he could do with the lightning see if maybe he can be a little bit better and that would probably wouldn't really require require giving up too much yeah definitely be interested to take a shot on him um i i just nick paul seems kind of like an anomaly to me um and i feel like jesse puyarvi's growth might be might be stunted already but I would still most definitely take a shot on him. Yeah, I, I, that's one guy's worth taking a shot. Or another one. Um, he's I don't I didn't say his name, but I know I saw something about him being up on the block. Would be Andre Kuzmenko from Vancouver. I mean, he's on an ELC deal, so like that's something you could fit on any, anybody's roster. That would be a great addition too. Like he he would fit seamlessly with us. Yeah, right now thirty five points through thirty eight games. Not bad. Yeah, it, it's it's okay. It's okay. Uh, now here's a question for you. They got Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane on here. I I feel like they just don't want to get rid of Patrick Kane at this point, and I feel like no one wants to take on Jonathan Taves at this point. What do you think? Well, Taves for sure. That's that's that that's how this all you know, how this all works out. I guess nobody wants to take on that contract. It's hefty. It's just not something they want to do. Patrick Kane, they obviously don't want to get rid of him. Like he's the face of the franchise, been there forever. You don't want to get rid of that guy. But at the same time, he's also slightly underperformed this year. You'd hope for a little bit better. He's got a big cap hit. 
So the return that you'd be getting, it really wouldn't be, you know, like what it like it really wouldn't be that worth it in terms of you know the the money he brings in, um, you know, bringing fans into the stadium. So you know, fans fans thinking that this is his last year as a Blackhawk. Like you know, I'm sure more people go to these games than often that more often than normal. So if you just trade him right now, then that's gone. That revenue has gone a little bit. Less fans are coming. So maybe it's more worth it just to, to hold on to him at this point. I don't know. I, I definitely don't think they want him to go anywhere. And if he would resign, that I think they would do that. But his contract expires. I can't imagine he's back there. Yeah. Excited to see what happens, though, with the trade deadline. I mean, everything we see with the CHL trade deadline, just talking about these players that could be potential moves, it's getting me excited. The trade deadline, one of the best times of the year, but we still have a little ways to go before we get there. We're going to end the show with a quick hockey name of the day. We have Christian Umferville. Yes, sir, Mr. Christian Umferville. Uh, I just, I don't know, something about that name, I looked at it, and I, and I liked it, but... Mr. Umferville, uh, he's a junior hockey player up in Canada, playing between a couple of different leagues, the SIJHL, the PJHL, and then got some um, action in the NOJHL as well. So decent player, you know, played through some decent Canadian ranks, um, 18 years old, 2004 birthday. Not somebody that's going to be on, you know, the, the NHL radar anytime soon. But I don't know. I just saw the name and, and something about it and it just kind of clicked at me. Well, I had to double take because UMP, I immediately just wanted to say ump as in, you know, umpire, but saw the H, had to backtrack, little double take, nailed it. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're just so elite, you know. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, if you could, hit him on the outro. As always, I can thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at at bad 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 uh, at Bolts Broadcast, at Bolts Broadcast. Make sure you so, get all the bad bads in there. Yes, yes, that's that's six of them. Uh, you can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet, and while you're at it, you can follow us on WNP's Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts network right there. Boom! Click the logo. Listen, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send your questions, comments, concerns. Really appreciate it. Whatever you do, don't forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.